point blank period like they're just not doing what is required that was also the only time i ever heard my parents like verbally express some sort of love mm. Hi everyone, my name is Moyo. Hi, my name is Tilsen and we're the host of Peas No Podcast, where we have everyday conversations about navigating adulthood, prioritizing community, and wellness. Ready? Ready. Welcome back to another episode of Peas in a Podcast. In a party. Um, today's exciting. We're still in February. Ugh. If <laughs> <laughs> If you're here, you probably listened to our last episode, which was all about Reddit stories. Reddit love stories. But keeping the same energy, we are going to be talking about love languages today. Ooh. Are you crazy? <laughs> we are going to be talking about love languages today. So we're going to be talking about what the concept of love language is, um, what our love languages are, what influence our love language Um if it varies in different relationships, um, friends, family, romantic, um, why it's important for us to understand our love languages and how we navigate being in relationships with people who express love differently. But before we get into that, how was your week? How has your life been? <laughs> can we can we actually come to one of these sessions and be like omg See, i can't wait to share no, xyz i really want to be positive well, okay i really want to be positive so we just but right now people? it is what's the time as we record this it's 8 39 p.m i just finished an eight hour shift and i came all the way here to record this podcast so the energy is really not energy <laughs> Um, but I think my past couple of weeks have been fun. We did celebrate Moya's Jordan year. Apparently. 2323. 23, 23, baby. Oh my um, gosh. We celebrated Moya's birthday, which was really fun. It was fun. Um, shocking. I deleted my Hinge account. <laughs> I've, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it's it. It's coffin season. It's not coffin season for me. Okay. It's not <laughs> coffin season. Never hinge. mind. Hinge needs to be shown the door. Oh, okay. So I did it in my hinge, which is actually, it's it was draining me, to be honest. So I was really? just like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah, take out anything and anyone that See, like if, drains. if I tell anyone my favorite food again, I'm Copy actually jumping. I feel like if you have like, a doc on or like a notes something on your notes pad just have all your answers and then just i don't have the face. kind of see you're assuming that i have energy because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i used to do <laughs> now i'm just putting my business out there but there's a time when you i was like copy and paste no Moya. i did copy up it from any notes pad but like <laughs> moya said she's not genuine with people if you put one of the people moya is talking to sometimes i would just like Okay, if it's the same question, why am I saying it all over again? If you're like, what's your purpose of being on Hinge? Please, I have that coffee. You copy and paste it, Moya. be honest with me. Look at me in my eyes. You really copy and paste. I did it just once. Maybe wow, twice. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> me, I, I'm, I'm in this game differently. I need to learn no, different. No, it's, it's efficient, bro. Like, <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. But yeah, I just have my hinge. I've returned back to ch- like I've been enjoying going to church lately. Cute. Um, have you been praying for me? 
Huh. It's not uh, someone that can finish praying for themselves. I pray for another person. <laughs> but you know what? I keep in my heart. Mm, thank you. I keep in my heart. But yeah, that's been my week or my past couple of weeks. How's your week? Cute. Well, also, you know, celebrated my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel? Being twenty three, twenty four. I stop that. <laughs> Stop it. You know, <laughs> stop. I know people will be like, oh, you actually just finished your 23rd year. And now you're in 24. I get it. But no. What does he feel like? What does 23 feel like? It's odd. It's like you're not in your early 20s, but you're not like mid 20s. Mm. It feels, it feels interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost like, oh, I'm jammed. Because the way I look at age is like, okay, every two years, like, I'm either 20, 25, or 30. Okay. Like, five. I look at it in fives. <laughs> so, if I'm 22, I'm like, yeah, I'm really 20. Okay. And now that I'm, like, 23, I feel like I'm closer to 25. So, I'm, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of 25. Okay. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Did you enjoy your, your day, your birthday? I did. I had a lot of fun. I nice. did something that, like, I actually wanted to do. Nice. And I feel like that's the key because... If not, I'll just Because be I know sad. we both have like... Birthday blues. Like it was strong. Blues, yeah. The day before I wanted to cancel everything. <laughs> I was like, ew, what's this? But um, I've also been, what's it called? Learning Spanish all over again. On nice. Duolingo. 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 And Duolingo is actually good for Spanish. I lost French. my streak yesterday because I was trying to do it, but I was falling asleep. So I was like filling all the answers and I fell asleep. <laughs> and I lost the streak. <laughs> but I'll go back. I'll get back on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Life has been interesting. Interesting is what I'll say too. Diving into the episode though, we wanted to talk about love languages just because of the theme of romance in February. And like, just not just romance, but just love. Love. Just love. Capitalistic love. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of love languages before. So before we go into talking about what our own love languages are, um, we'll kind of give you a brief overview of what the concept of love languages are and then we'll give you the five love languages a brief, brief like synopsis okay so the concept of love languages was developed by this man called gary chapman shout out gary shout out to gary <laughs> his book called the five love languages the secret to love that lasts so here he describes five unique styles of communicating love and then categorize them f- from his experience in marriage counseling and linguis- linguistics interesting i just find the marriage counseling part interesting but yeah i also don't know like and I think that's another thing to discuss. I don't know if we put it on the docket for this episode, but how much do I even believe in this love language? It's like, can humans and like the way we express and receive love just really be put in five boxes? But I that's don't think that's so. another that's conversation. Another convo because I really don't think so. Five. Yeah. You can't put me in a box. <laughs> you can't. But what are the five? The five different ways of um, expressing and receiving love are words of affirmation quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So I would just go over the first two. So the first one being words of affirmation. So Mm -hmm. here, people with words of affirmation as a love language value verbal acknowledgments of affection. So I love you, you know? (laughs) 
Compliments. OMG, toasting your hair is so nice. So cute. And then words of appreciation. You know, I appreciate you. You're such a great friend. Verbal encouragement. You can do this, boo. And often frequent digital communication like texting and social media engagement. You see, the texting parts, you give me dry texts. Girl, let this go. The thing is, when I text you, I expect you to like give me. I don't know what you want from me. Give me an emoji. Is it necessary to okay, you don't have to emoji me? But you can like show some excitement because I'm like, oh, I'm just how do you show excitement me. through text? Reply me. I reply. It's more like, okay, okay. You know what? Let's go through <laughs> but your go replies through. today. No, I said, Moya, I'm coming over to. Um, we're still coming over to record you. Like, sure. Because I have to give you the same energy you're giving me. <laughs> the way you're giving me dry, I give and you dry. When I saw that, I didn't think anything. I was like, yeah, sure. Exactly. No, me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you want me to be screaming, oh my God, I can't Quality wait. Quality time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Quality time. Second one. This love language is all about giving your undivided attention. Ooh, <laughs> heavy on undivided. Um, they have a strong. Desire to actively spend time with people having meaningful conversations or sharing recreational activities. Cute. Cute. Really cute. Quality <laughs> time is given. It is. Um, the next one is receiving gifts. So these are people who feel loved when people give them visual symbols of love. It's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind them. So people with this style recognize and value the gift-giving process, the careful reflection, like, oh my God, Moyo, I saw this mm-hmm. and it made me think of you. OMG. And so I bought it. Stop. Um, they like the d- deliberate choosing of the object to represent the relationship and the emotional benefits that also come from receiving the presents. Um, receiving gifts is cute, but it's no, it doesn't no, really no. give. No, it's giving because I'm like, it's giving. It's if giving you, because if you like, like what? Because, sorry, I just, <laughs> you because, that if, <laughs> because it, it involves, like this is saying, it's not just, oh, I'm giving you this random gift or this random present. It mm. takes a lot of intentionality, I feel. Mm. And I feel like it's, it's the intention behind it. It's the reflect, re- careful reflection of the friendship and who mm. you are. I'm like, oh, I know Tosan. I know she needs this. Like my sister now. I know she needs a bitch. <laughs> Little cut you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she needs a new one. Same thing. You're like, oh, Moya has been sleeping on this mattress and it sucks. So if you were to like. Buy you a mattress. Me, exa- it's going. Yeah, the love of my life. <laughs> like. <Okay. laughs> the next one is acts of service. So this love language is for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. Unlike those who prefer to hear how much they are cared for, people on this list like to be shown how they are appreciated. Doing the smaller and bigger chores to make their life easy, heavy and easier. Mm-hmm. Because this life is tough. Serve. So to make their life easier or more comfortable is highly cherished. What, what, what? And the last one, not the ad libs. <laughs> <laughs> the last one is physical touch. Um, physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a purpose of emotional connector for people with this love language when they consent to it heavy on consent consent they feel appreciated when they're hugged kissed cuddled 
They value the feeling of warmth and comfort that comes with physical touch. Oh, cute. It's just surprising that like you can. That's what I'm saying. I don't know because how can you bottle love in general into like mm-hmm. five into five things. major categories when humans are so like multi-dimensional and stuff mm-hmm. and like now you have also different ways of like different expressions of like love yeah and so it's like mm, this is interesting but when did you first learn about this term like love languages um for me it was probably like i think like first or second year in university and that's like 2016 2017 for me so because it wasn't something i grew up with like my parents <laughs> well oh mommy Maya. you're not shaming love the way i want to receive love sorry Get I'm, slapped. I'm paying your fees i'm coming back and you're telling me it's just a slap on the face um yeah and yeah like 2016 2017 I, it was just like going around then and i like heard it um I remember not understanding. I was just like, is it not gifts? Like, what exactly, what do you mean, like, love language and all that? Like, I didn't really understand the concept until I, like, grew up or I started, like, experiencing things. I was like, oh, learning more about myself. Like, oh, I guess as per this five love languages, I guess I gravitated towards this more. Mm. Um, And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess this makes sense. But what about you? I think it's quite the same for me. I think in high school, like back in Nigeria, I have like heard it flow around. Hmm. Like people say, oh, I'm, everyone used to say, oh, I'm physical touch. Yeah, um, I never heard that in <laughs> high school. Um, I heard like physical touch. I used to hear like words of affirmation. I know some people said quality time. It was things that were like just said casually. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like make, like make, not make, make more <laughs> sense of. Um, I think it's, not until the last like three years mm-hmm. where like this concept started to make sense to me. And I feel like it's also because I'm starting to understand myself a little bit more and yeah. I've been able to be more intentional in like how I show love in like especially my friendships. And so that's when I was like, mm, okay, this is what this is what they meant by that. This yeah. What meant that. But yeah, that's when I first heard about the term anyway. Because for me in high school it just it sort of felt like everyone expected you to one's physical touch to one's gifts to like there was no quality time because <laughs> well we're all together. you guys were stuck together yeah. like there was so for me i never heard it in high school i don't know if people in my high school heard the ball anyway but um before we even get into that like what exactly would you say um is or is your love language mm-hmm. right now has that changed and if that's changed what influenced that all right, I think I'll start with what, because it's definitely changed. Mm-hmm. I'll start with what it was before, and then I'll explain why or what influenced it changed to what it is now. All right. So I remember when I was younger, I would say, like, after listening to us describe what these love languages are, I would say my love language was words of affirmation. It was the way I wanted to receive love. I didn't know how to give love that way. Yeah. But it was the way I wanted to receive love. Um, I remember, like, in high school, I usually, I really cared about, like, what people said about me. Mm. Um, and not just, like, oh, obviously, because you're a teenager and, like, you're at that age, you're caring a lot about, like, your appearance and how you're perceived and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just really, and I don't think I ever expressed it to anyone, but I always liked when people told me, like, 
oh, this is why you're my friend or like mm. this. I used to, I used to enjoy that. Um, but like, it was also weird because it was like, I always wanted it to be superficial though. Like once you started saying like, I love you. Oh, I want to <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think it's weird because I was listening to this podcast and I was talking about, um, love languages. Um, what's the name of this guy? The podcast on purpose. Um, and he was talking about how your love language is either informed by the way you receive love from your childhood environment, so your parents, or the, oh, the J lack- guy. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I forget his name. Maybe I'll share it somewhere else. Um, I, like I know it's Jay. I don't know what his last name is. Um, but yeah, he said your love language is usually influenced by the way you receive love from your childhood home, so especially by your parents, or the lack of love that you experience. Mm. Um, oh, I th- yeah, I've seen that on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I really wanted and to receive love through words of information because especially growing up in an African household, I don't know. And like I said, I don't like to generalize. So I don't know if this is different for everyone. But my parents were very verbally expressive when it came to love. Yeah. Like I didn't grow up in a household where I was hearing, I love you very often. <laughs> um even if I did, it would have been weird. Yeah. Um, so I didn't hear it. So I feel like that's why I, that's something I craved. But I did hear appreciation a lot when it came to school. Mm. Um, my parents, like, it was so weird because outside of anything, they weren't verbally expressive. But when it came to school and academics and, like, grades, yeah. if I did really well, they would let me know, like, how mm-hmm. proud they are, like, or how proud they were of me. Yeah. And... It became something like I craved. And I think that's what also made me like influence how I performed in school because that was also the only time I ever heard my parents like verbally express some sort of like pride and love mm. towards me. And I knew they loved me from their actions, yeah. but verbally. So I was like, oh my God. In order, it almost like came, became this chase. In order to hear this, I have to do this. Um, not you being triggered by the word taste. Joe, come for me. Um, but yeah, it almost became this chase um, that I would want to do well in school because I would look forward to like see the expression of my dad's face and my mom's mm. face and like hear all the good things they'll say like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Now it is completely different. What's what's that bullshit? Keep your words to yourself. She said, Uh, I'm not susceptible (laughs) to lies. Yeah. You can't Um, lie to me. Not necessarily bullshit, but it's just like, as I've grown older, Mm -hmm. I have gravitated towards more acts of service Mm -hmm. as my love language. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's my strongest love language and even transcends through all my relationships. Um, both friendship, um, romantic relationships, I'm like familiar relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know the exact moment it changed. I think it has a lot to do with just one growing up um, and just being like, people can say stuff, but like, if they don't do it. She said I've experienced. (laughs) (laughs) People can say stuff, but if they don't do it, they don't really mean it. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think that's one thing that definitely influenced that. I do still love words of affirmation, but right now I'm more of an acts of service girly, like, you know, help me do some work. Help you. I'm going to say acts of service. I, if you ask me, 
how can I show you love that way? I honestly cannot list it to you, but I know it when I feel it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's... Yeah, I think, well, we'll get to me. So, yeah, I agree. But that's all I have to say. Mm. Yeah. For me, um, it was always gifts from, like, growing up. Because that's how... She's a sugar baby lifestyle. Yeah, like, <laughs> shower me with gifts, you know? My parents would basically just give me cards as well, alongside with the gifts that they would, you know, give me. So I think I was always, like, a gift and words of affirmation person. Um, even if I didn't really, like, believe or read the cards, I did appreciate... You didn't read the cards? Like, I would read it, and, like, my dad would write, like, my name, my full govy name <laughs> with all like because i'm your boss so you would write all like the he would he always writes my name in um the tonation like everything under the o's do you have the, like an oriki or something yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> so he would write everything and like even like the doremi things everything and i was like oh cute so i don't know just receiving cards and receiving gifts i grew up with that and i always just thought that was the only way to show love was either via money or materialistic things mm. so it was just a thing and that was the way i would also try to give them back or give love back to them mm. <laughs> so when they were like when they turn like 50 or like any age really as a kid i would try to like use all my savings to buy them something because mm. i thought that was the only way i could love them mm. um but now in retrospect as a, as an adult I remember my mom, like, whenever she would beg for me to cook for her, she'd be like, please cook indomie for me. I think that was a way that maybe she would receive love mm. or wants me to show her love. But that's by the side. And then in university, like, my first year hearing about love languages and stuff, I was very big on words of affirmation. I was like... You were a words girl. Do you I remember the birthday gift girl. we gave you? Yes. We gave Moyo a gift one year. year. That was um, It was a big book mm-hmm. of us just... Everyone wrote why they love Moyo and stuff. Yeah. And I had the fun time reading all of it. And like, I don't talk to a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's called life. Do you see how words mean nothing? She said, some of y'all, she's calling some of y'all out. Some of y'all who wrote on that damn book, where are you now? Because this is, they were not even there for the celebration. I don't, please let them get to it. But it's just like, you know what? Let me not be, not be let me not believe the lies that people are telling me. I gotta, that's when I switched you know up what? to people like, people mean the service. words in the moment that they say them. After that moment, anything can happen. No. <laughs> I need you to always mean it. <laughs> to be consistent. What did Adele do? Consistency. Moyo, we went through this entire episode without singing. Feel free. Need. I just butchered the words, but you, you get what I mean. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, how did it change me? I don't know. But I know that adulthood changed it. I think I'm everything. Mm. I think it depends on like the types of relationships, mm. but I really do think I'm everything. Mm. If you give me gifts, I'm like, OMG, stop. Especially if you take gift that is that has a lot of actions or like thoughtfulness behind it because apparently gift giving is and like acts of service people are they work together or something like they that. Compliment they complement each other. So yeah, now I'm an I'm an act of service girly as well. I think it's just really because as I grow up and I'm like, this life is tough and if anybody can make it easier, mm. that would be lovely. Um 
But I'm also big on like quality time. Mm. I'm huge on like undivided attention. If mm. I'm talking to you and I can sense that you're not there, I'm like, why are we talking? Or if I sense that your attention is undivided, I'm like, I, I, it will instantly feel unloved and unwanted. So, so your just, attention is divided? Hmm? Your attention is divided or undivided? I need it to be undivided. Oh, okay. Because if it's divided, then I'm like, then you don't care for me to mm. make time for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then it's weird, but in friendships, physical touch is zero. But in relationships, like romantic relationships, it's like 10%. You know, 10 <laughs> it's a bit more. It's still low. It's like the fourth Ten. or fifth one. But it's it's, it's 10%. Yes. 10%. <laughs> you just come here to peace and podcast and lie? No. <laughs> Please, it's still low. Okay. Trust me. I trust you. Trust. But I think it's very different in friendships. I remember. Mm. And I don't know why. It's so weird. But humans, Sha. But yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting because, like, even although, like, I make fun of you for it, I do think, like, everyone has all the five languages in, like, different settings. Mm. Um, and I think that's what I even wanted to talk about is, like, how your love language varies in different relationships. Because there are some that I'm like, mm, this is not really me. But, like, especially, for example, a relationship with a stranger. Yeah. I would really appreciate receiving gifts because, like, I also don't expect you to know me so deeply to mm-hmm. give me act of service and I can like accept that. But versus like romantic relationships and like friendships and their family, like it just differs everywhere. Um, and I know you already started to talk about it, but how would you say, ex- aside from like what you mentioned, how does it differ for you and why do you think it differs? OMG, my burial just went off. <laughs> Gen- so Gen Z. I'm so Gen Z. Burial, guys. It's I so don't cute. claim you guys. Um, can you believe that like Gen Z people are going to be old? They're like a, like turning twenty five now, like twenty six. Crazy. Off topic. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm actually turning twenty five this year. Crazy. I just feel like twenty five people are like millennials. Like, do you get me? Please answer the question <laughs> that I asked you. So, um, when it does come to um love languages varying in different relationships i think it's really based on the dynamic of that relationship mm. and if the other party the other party is capable and willing to show you the love that you want the way you want to receive it mm. so if the other for example for our friendship i feel like we're both acts of service um but let's say Quality time was number one for me. It's number two. Let's talk about friendship. Oh my gosh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) But let's say I was a, you know, gift, gift giving person Mm -hmm. and you were acts of service, for example, or if, well, I'm gift giving and yeah, you're acts of service and I expect you to give me like a huge extravagant Gift. gift, but you just went through a job loss and like finances are not really looking good. I feel like. For me, I might not feel loved. Like, oh, Tosan did not, you know, give me anything. But I also have to ensure that I understand the context and, like, the backstory Mm. of everything. So I feel like you showing me a different type of love, I have to be receptive of that and understanding of that as well. Um, And then I also feel like the way people express love can 
change in different relationships. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. So I think as we experience different people, we might be able to change our, I think our love languages could change. Mm. For example, just like a personal example, I didn't think I was a physical touch person. Let's let's talk about this. She, y'all heard what she said it was 10%. you chill? Yeah, 10% in romantic relationships. It's like low. 10. Yeah. Do you know what 10% is? It's 10. That means there's a, there's a whole like 90% that went to like other places. Yes. Okay. But yeah, so for example, but in friendships, it's literally zero. Yeah. 0% physical touch. So um, yeah, like I didn't know there was even a difference. There could be a difference. So I think up until you are in a particular situation, you you won't know and it's going to vary. Like, Mm -hmm. it's still 0% with my friends, unfortunately. But I I think I'm more receptive to like hugs now from my friends. Like I've always been receptive. I I appreciate hugs and stuff. But now I'm like, oh, can I get a hug too? Because I think I might feel loved if I get this hug. Mm. But if you just randomly touch me on my lap... (laughs) I would still give you a side eye. But um, yeah, so I think as we age and grow, and I think as we like either get hurt by, for example, with words of affirmation, I got hurt by people who would say some things and would not follow through. Mm. And so now words of affirmation, I'm very, like it's a very touchy love language. Like you could say all of this and I'll be like, okay, bluff. Like you're a liar yeah. and I don't believe you. <laughs> so um. Yeah, so for me, words of affirmation, it, it keeps going lower and lower as I go older, mm. grow older. So, um, yeah, so I think um, lived experiences as we change and grow, as we become more va- um, solid in our values and our desires of what we want mm. in life and understanding of, our, of ourselves, I think will continue to change, which is why I feel like probably all of this, like, Love languages, they probably wouldn't even be able to tick. Like, we wouldn't be able to fit into the boxes as yeah. well. We would have to, like... What happens when we... I don't know. If we get married and we have kids, like, what is that going to look like? Yeah. What if I want you to love my child? But, like, I don't know how that really falls under any of the love languages. Maybe acts of service or gift mm-hmm. giving. But for the child, like, I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like they change. But what about you? Yeah, I definitely think like love language. As like when I was younger, I used to think, oh no, it's definite. Or like not even just when I was younger, like about three years ago, I was like, oh, I'm definitely acts of service and I'm nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm st- as I grow older, I'm learning that it is fluid. Yeah, and the way you show love changes with what each relationship needs. Yeah, um, I definitely know that. It somewhat varies romantically versus my family, um, versus my friendships. Um, I know in friendships, I really, in all of them, I really value acts of service. Um, I think in my family, um, especially as I go older and the reality of, oh, I'm getting older, my parents are getting older, I have become more affectionate with my words. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of that sad reality that you become, as you get older, you're becoming more aware that like, oh no, my parents aren't going going to be here forever and I want them to live so long. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that they might not be here forever and yeah. I have to say how much I love them. Mm. 
Um, and so I started to realize recently, I've been telling my friends, my mom and my dad more often, like I end every call with like, love yeah. you, which is not, I think, you know me, <laughs> it makes me gag, but oh, not for my yeah. parents, mm. but not for my parents. And which is weird because this is the first time in my life where like, I'm just like, I need to give it as much as I can because mm-hmm. I would not want a situation. God forbid. I wish my parents a long life, but they are not here um, anymore. And I didn't express how much yeah. I love them by words. It's so interesting that that's how you see it for your, like specifically your parents. No. Cause you explain this now. I'm just like, Oh, why couldn't we just do this for everyone? Because who knows if, you know, but me or this is you, also like, in relation to my anxiety, because mm-hmm. you know, I have terrible anxiety about like family and death. Yeah. Um, and I, so I think that's what triggered that. And it should make sense that you should do this for like everyone. Yeah. Cause everyone might not be here forever. Mm-hmm. Like you might lose someone tomorrow. Um, I just don't think that that severity is like, makes sense in my own mm-hmm. crazy anxious brain. Yeah. Just because I am anxious all the time about like my, you see, we went to escape room and I thought my sister was no longer there and I panicked <laughs> Like, I literally have anxiety about, like, the safety yeah. and well-being of my family. And it is my greatest fear. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that anxiousness has brought out that love language. Yeah. And so I say all this to say, like, different relationships sometimes and different experiences in relationships, like, mm-hmm. pull out different love languages. Um, which is why I don't think I am, like, one specific one anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in <laughs> words of affirmation, is still very tough in friendships and romantic for relationships someone, for someone for me because i don't really I, I find it difficult to say i love you mm. and i'm a words girl i don't understand that's that's something i still don't understand because i'm i think it's probably because i don't trust people's words so when people say i love you i'm like you have to mean it and mm. i have to see actions behind it mm. so i don't throw those words around as I've well. been telling you I love you a lot lately I know but the thing is I believe it's because I see the actions the actions yeah. behind it but there's some people that when they even say it it's still so hard for me to believe, believe them it. yeah because I'm like there have been times when you know the actions haven't really shown but yeah anyway um yeah. but yeah and I also think another thing aside from like just different nature of relationships. Trauma heavily affects Mm -hmm. love languages. (laughs) Trauma can change your love language. Um, And which makes sense for most things because like if you've been hurt a certain way, you like, for example, if you think of, um, and I'm just going to say this with a trigger warning, but if you see people who have been SA, Mm -hmm. it will make sense if physical touch becomes repulsive. Yeah. Um, if you see people who have been like lied to multiple times, it mm-hmm. will make sense if words of information becomes repuls- repulsive. Yeah. And like, I just feel like if you, you, even if you see if people who have lived in situations where you couldn't afford like gift giving, yeah, that might not be your favorite way to show love. Um, and so, yeah, I think it definitely changes with relationships and I'm still figuring it out because I also feel like I have more to explore with my love languages and romantic relationships. Yeah. And that scares me. <laughs> I can't really... wait. Because huh? they'd be like, oh, physical touch. 
No, I don't think that's ever a possibility for me. We shall see. Physical touch is absolutely zero. Like, why are you... Shay, I did not say that too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not like physical touch is absolutely zero. I think as human beings, you always like, there's always some physical intimacy that's craved. But unnecessary, like we were doing this, me and Moyo, right before planning this episode, we're doing... Um, love languages test. And so she was asking me questions. Oh. And she was like, oh, how would you feel if you are in a park and you and your partner can sneak in a innocent grace? And I was like, what the Innocent hell? grace. I was like, what the hell is it? Innocent grace or like, oh, you feel your partner's hand in the midst of the crowd. I'm like, please. What's that for? It's giving me like disgusting. You never know. But you never know. You see? Never say never. Maybe we'll come back and give you an update. And like mm. you'll find out like, oh my God, Tosa right now She's is 50%. Twainsies. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to just um, love languages and the differences in just people and in mm. relationships, how do we navigate being in relationships with people who express love different, differently? So what are some of your biggest struggles when you're in a relationship that you know, you know, someone receives love differently than you do? Um, I think communication is very important. Um, I think if you don't let people know, like, this is a way I desire to be loved, then I don't even mind readers. I feel like communication is a big thing. Um, you have to also come in with a level of understanding that not everybody's going to be able to love the way you love and understanding that like, oh, for example, if I'm an acts of service person, but you show love best by giving gifts, having to remind myself all the time that every time you give me a gift, it's not just because, and obviously I will hope that you will try to show me love in the way I want to receive love. But if at uh, a certain capacity, you want to give me a gift, I have to remind myself, like, no, this is actually you showing love because mm-hmm. this is how, at this moment, you know best. Yeah. Um, my biggest struggle, though, is... I, and even after all this, I just said, I highly struggle, highly struggle. What's the word I'm thinking of? I greatly struggle. Greatly. <laughs> greatly is the word. I was like, highly? Um, I greatly struggle with feeling unloved. Hmm. Because in your head, you're like, I know this person loves a different way. Yeah. Um, I know that they're doing this because they're trying to love me, but you can't help but still feeling unloved because that's not the way you receive love. Yeah. Um, and having to... And it's so weird. It's a weird juxtaposition because it's like, yeah, I know I'm loved, but I don't feel loved. Yeah. Um, and that current like tussle is my biggest struggle. And having to have open conversations like, oh, I know you're trying to love me, but girl, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, but that's my biggest struggle. What about you? Um, biggest struggle for me is definitely like feeling unwanted unloved and unseen mm, like big I, words. I, yeah i feel like for example um for quality time mm. um with my sister now i'll be like oh like i just like i want to watch something with her 
like I want to watch, I want us to like bond and watch a show together. And I know I will probably fall asleep. <laughs> but As I think, always. <laughs> or watch a movie together. But I know like, I don't know, like she's an introvert and me, I'm an ex. Uh, I, I would say like I'm a bit, I'm a bit of both. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like her energy definitely gets drained quicker. So I can like feel her, you know, retrieve mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh damn like i'm so disgusting that you wouldn't spend time with me <laughs> like oh. my brain goes to the extreme yeah and i'm just like i'm so unloved and i'm so oh i feel unloved and i don't feel um seen not just my sister but just with anyone if i'm mm-hmm. trying to like spend time with you um but it's interesting because if someone were to come to me and say all of that i would be like what do you mean like I'm right here and I'm spending time with you right now. Um, so I think it's interesting how the brain or the way my brain activates whenever I feel unloved mm. versus when I don't even know that I'm making someone else feel unloved. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, so yeah, I really struggle with that because I would feel unappreciated or just unwanted. I'm like, okay, so like why am I in this relationship, you know? Um, but I think, and I think it also causes like a lot of doubt and anxiety for me in that relationship. Like I would second guess myself. I would start overthinking mm. and I would try, I would start to protect the person by giving them lots of excuses. Like, you know how you're like, okay, this person is going through it. I would give like 50 excuses for why the person is not, why the person is not loving me this particular way. Mm. Um, and I don't think it's, always good because then I'm overcompensating for them when you know point blank period like they're just not doing what is required point blank period really like if they're not showing you they're not showing you because they don't love you um and I think communication and reassurance is really key I think when you don't feel loved even if someone is showing you love in a different way that you don't want to receive then you need them to reassure you that Bro, or you also need to reassure yourself of the different ways that you think this person loves you. Um, mm. my therapist was telling me something like that. She was like, Oh, like, you know, as you wait for reassurance, try to think about the ways you think this person loves you. Mm. Um, and then hold on to that even when you don't feel particularly loved by the person right now. So I think reassuring yourself, having you know how people have like affirmations and they say that to themselves, even mm. when the day isn't going great they're like oh but i am great i am a lovely person you know those cute stuffs um so just basically the same thing and like ask yourselves like are there other ways that this person is showing me love that i am not appreciating right now but then i also think like this this reassurance especially when it's not coming from the other person when it's you trying to reassure yourself mm-hmm. it has to come with a lot of wisdom yeah because some people are just point blank period like you yeah. said horrible not, yeah not showing you love mm-hmm. um but yeah but yeah and just like also knowing that you know this person they don't have the capacity to love this particular way and i need to show more grace mm-hmm. but also telling them that i have this expectation and i need you to love me this way because or at least work on it. Or at least work on it, exactly. It's different when they're like, no, I'm not going to spend time with you because I don't like it. Like, what? Then it's not working. It's not compatible. If we can move your separate ways in terms of friendships and all of that. But yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I feel like the key words, communication, understanding, reassurance, 
Um, and you're always going to find yourself in a situation where people love differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think navigating it is definitely tough. Yeah. And you also have to navigate with like grace and care and stuff like that. But we are coming to the end of the episode. Um, I feel like the last thing to just talk about is why is it important for us to understand our love languages? Um, and what's the benefit of understanding your love language? Um, for me, I think it's important to understand our love languages because when we understand our love language, we can communicate it to the other party. Mm. And then if they understand, they can tell me and it breeds a healthy relationship and it breeds. And I think a healthy relationship consists of reciprocity. Mm. Um, If something is not being reciprocated to me, then like I don't, or if there's no effort being put into something, then I don't think it's healthy. Um, so yeah, I think that's important. Like if you want a healthy, balanced, fruitful relationship, um, it takes hard work. And I think explaining all of that, communicating all of that is hard work. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think that although I do believe that this love languages definitely expand past these five categories. Yeah. Um, I think kind of using these categories to guide you in understanding how you receive and how you give love will be helpful in also being able to, one, like you said, communicate this to the people that you're in relationships with. Yeah. But I also think it's also a great way to navigate like or process like past trauma mm. and like, why do I, like it makes you ask yourself like certain questions. Okay, if I receive love this way, like, why do I receive love this way? Mm-hmm. And why do I choose to give love this way? Why do I guard um, myself this particular way? I feel like it helps you in understanding yourself. Yeah. But then also understanding and building um, healthy relationships with the people around you and healthy yeah. communities. Yeah. Agreed. Because I feel like love, like, like this entire Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. It says him. Um, yeah. I think it's really what he's done is really to just give us language to the different you know, categories of how people receive and give love. Because I I think you can't just box everything into, Mm. like, five. I think it's just a guide and it gives language to people because people don't really know sometimes what they're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of just love languages, we hope y'all enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed listening about love and talking about love with us in february um but we've come to the end of the episode and where can they find us as always come show us love in the spirit of love (laughs) (laughs) come show us love on instagram at peas in the podcast at tm we I don't know if you guys have been seeing Moya's memes, but Moya's really oh my giving. Gosh. I'm trying my best. How will she know you love her? If you don't double tap, if you don't comment, if you I'm don't you, swipe up. If you don't share, if you don't engage, like how are we supposed to know that oh, you love us? I don't know. I don't feel loved by this community. Yeah, I don't feel loved. And guys, we want to show you love. So like, let us know what you want. 
But yeah, but so we we'll love you regardless. Shy, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, here regardless. But yeah, so show us love on Instagram, and so we can show you love too. Um, you can share our podcast. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Peace in the Podcast. Um, I encourage everyone in the season of love. Um, as you're listening to this episode right now, right now, mm-hmm. text someone, text three people mm-hmm. that you love, just telling them how much you love them. Um, there are no words of affirmation. Just like tell them they need to know. Yeah, and then send this episode alongside. And send this episode alongside <laughs> to them. I'm like, yeah, they challenged me to do this, and I think it might benefit from listening to this conversation. I also encourage you to explore how you love and how you feel loved, mm-hmm. um, and how. Um, you that expresses in your different relationships but yeah share it with your friends your family your teachers your uncles your bus drivers sorry (laughs) share with everybody that's that's the is see this is love show people love by giving them the gift of this episode Mm. but yeah that's everything from us yeah we'll see y'all in the next webisode (laughs) we'll see you guys in the next episode okay Bye. bye